talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, October the 17th. And a lot to talk about this morning. Uh, oh, yesterday, uh, just off the air, uh, Jeff and I were talking. You can't keep, keep, keep kicking field goals and expect to beat decent teams. Of course, uh, the Bengals yesterday over in the Superdome uh, score a late touchdown on a broken play. Uh, well, a broken tackle, I should say. And... Uh, they go on to score. Saints getting in bingo territory late, but uh, can't complete the uh, last pass. So uh, pretty much the difference in the game is they go down 30-26 to 26 to the Bengals. Yeah, you know, there are a couple of reports uh, I saw in the morning that uh, it may have been Andy Dalton's job to lose at this point. And I think he showed that Jameis Winston still has the starting job. Although, I, I, I and, and while I don't... Really, I'm not concerned who the starter is other than get the best guy in there. I do like the fact that, and no matter what, infused Taysom Hill in that role uh, because I thought he was used well yesterday. He was, and, uh, you know, Joe Burrow comes back to the Dome, gets his swagger back, and uh, beats the Saints. And uh, he, has a, he has a pretty good game uh, against the Saints yesterday. And, uh, he'd been struggling, of course, uh, you know, they tried to beef up his offensive line over the course of uh, last year. And uh, Burrow was 28 out of 37, 300 yards, three touchdowns, and a rating of 126. Uh, he put the ball up a, a lot. Uh, the Saints uh, had a lot to say. But uh, in the meantime, uh, Chase, uh, seven catches, 132 yards, two touchdowns. He averaged 18 yards a catch. Of course, uh, it's 60 long, 60-yard pass play. Uh, he was targeted ten times. Uh, that was uh, that long, that broken tackle uh, was the difference in the game as he squirted into the end zone uh, untouched uh, the last 30 or 40 yards. Uh, also, Boyd had a pretty good game for him, and Higgins, the tight end, too, uh, did well. Uh, but the Saints just uh, kicking field goals. Um, Dalton was uh, 17 out of 32, 162 yards, one touchdown, uh, 77.9 rating. Uh, Hill, two for four for 16 yards. Kamara had a good game running and rushing the football. 19 carries, 99 yards. A 24 was his long, 5.2. Ingram, 9 for 46, 5-1. Uh, of course, Shahid, uh, that one play, uh, he took it the distance, uh, broke a couple tackles. And, uh, and that, that was such a beautifully executed play. Uh, uh, fake, uh, you know, we, we were all faked out by that when we thought the quarterback still had the ball, was going to give it to uh, the tailback, uh, but the end around uh, with the wide receiver and, Showed some speed. Yeah, he did. Boy, sure. showed a lot of speed, too. Anyway, uh, let's four for four, but uh, long of 37. But, when you you know, when you take off 17 yards, uh, they were down around the 20-yard line. That's a red zone four times it went in. Yeah, you, you say long 37. That is telling you something. Four times they were that close, could not get in. And you get in one more time, and that might be the difference in the game. Yeah, uh, the Sag Burrow four times yesterday uh, is what I see here in the game and team stats uh, uh, in that regard. But uh, the Saints uh, just just uh, couldn't get it going in that regard. Didn't have many penalties. But, and but one tur- was kind of – I don't know if it turned out to be a key penalty, but uh, roughing the passer penalty, that was very questionable, except for maybe where he was hit in the upper body. But – 
Uh, again, he, he had just released the football. I mean, split second. Um, and, again, it kept the drive alive. I don't know if they scored on that drive. I don't remember. But I do remember thinking that uh, was, uh, I mean, it was an unnecessary hard hit. But also, again, it goes back to if I can just put two hands on you and you're down, great. You know, I'll play that way. But at some point, you know, you're a runner. You're well outside of the pocket. He was near the uh, the sideline. He obviously was just throwing the football away at that point. But still, um, questionable call. Saints don't turn the ball over either. You know, know, they play pretty good football. Only four penalties. Uh, uh, Dalton was only sacked one time. So, uh, um, Eli Apple uh, let. Saint fans, oh, uh, no, many, yeah, the, Saint, Saint fans did not appreciate Eli's time in New Orleans, and uh, Eli played with a chip on his shoulder. He had a heck of a game yesterday. Yeah, of course, the uh, late game last night. Uh, Dallas uh, thought maybe they'd get their their fifth their their fifth uh, uh, basically their fifth uh, uh, straight win, but uh, not to be. Boy, the Eagles really are playing good football too. And uh, yeah, you got to credit. Can, oh yeah, Jalen Hurts, man. What 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 a, what? A, he's playing extremely well right now in that regard. Uh, and from what I understand, I, I watched little of the game. Uh, it was on uh, one TV. I was watching the Yankee Cleveland game for the most part, but glancing on over. And, you know, there was some thought that Dak Prescott uh, might be in a quarterback. Not anymore. Uh, Last night uh, showed, and apparently Dak Prescott will be uh, available for their next game. Uh, Expected to be playing against the Lions in Week 7. So it looks like Dak Dak Prescott is coming back, and the Cooper Rush fandom uh, is over. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we all thought it would come to that. But uh, Rush did a good job for him, but uh, the Eagles are just playing so well. You can't say uh, anything more than that. Of course, last night the Cowboys uh, had 315 offensive yards to uh, Philadelphia's 268. Uh, But uh, Dallas rushed uh, for basically 134 yards. The uh, Eagles 136. Dallas threw for 181. Philadelphia for 132. Uh, but when you throw three interceptions, uh, you tend to you tend to lose the game. So uh, that's what took place right now uh, in that regard. So the Eagles only had two penalties, no turnovers. They, they punted four times, though, to the Cowboys, two. But uh, those three interceptions did in the Cowboys, and uh, they um, they now. <laughs> Uh, uh, looking up at uh, up at the uh, Eagles, uh, they're now two games behind them. So, elsewhere, the big game of the uh, afternoon yesterday was uh, uh, Buffalo at Kansas City, and uh, the Bills kind of put in there. They got behind early, but they came back to win a good ball game too. Jeff, I, I did see the end of that game, um, and a com- compelling ending indeed. But I think the better team uh, showed why they were favored in that game. Why Patrick Mahomes was. Uh, at home uh, as an underdog for the first time. Yeah, that's true. And uh, both great games by the uh, respective quarterbacks. Uh, Allen was 27 out of 40 for 329 yards, three scores, while Mahomes was 25 out of 40, uh, 338 yards and two touchdowns. uh, rushing Singletary, uh, 17 carries, 85 yards. He hadn't been a factor much in many of their games this year. The running back, Diggs, another big game from Diggs, 10 receptions, 148 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, five catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown for the Chiefs. Uh, and uh, like I said, uh, 
the uh, the Bills come back uh, to score a late touchdown to go up 24-20. to 20. And uh, they beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, which is a pretty tough place to win, too, lately. As uh, I'm trying to remember what Mahomes' uh, record uh, over the uh, years at home was. It was pretty impressive, too, from what I can recall. But uh, in the meantime, uh, the Chiefs uh, lose another one. And the uh, Bills show why they're probably the uh, Super Bowl favorite in the AFC right now. Uh, some other surprising games. Atlanta takes down San Francisco. I mean, I got to shake my head uh, as uh, the Atlanta scores, I think, a one. Or did they score two defensive touchdowns in that I, game? I couldn't I know tell they, you. I know they had one. And uh, they take down uh, San Francisco, who have been playing pretty well defensively. And uh, for that matter, uh, the the, uh, <laughs> the Falcons, even though they had less than 300 yards of offense, uh, uh, and uh, San Francisco only had 50 yards rushing in that game, and that's their forte is running the football. And uh, they didn't uh, weren't able to do it against the Falcon defense. Elijah Mitchell still out, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. yes, he is. Uh, Wilson, Jeff Wilson, I think, is a running back. I know I have him in my fantasy league. Played him yesterday thinking against the Falcons and uh, didn't do much at all for me uh, with 50 yards rushing. Uh, but uh, elsewhere, uh, San Francisco, they turned the ball over three times. They fumbled it once, and uh, – uh, Jimmy Garoppolo threw uh, two interceptions uh, pretty much in Atlanta, and that was the ball game. And uh, uh, anyway, that, w- that was one surprising score for me. The other one, the Jets beat the Packers in Green Bay. Yeah, that game was on uh, CBS. No, they, they were on Fox. The Saints were on CBS. Uh, so I, I reveled in that uh, victory uh, for the New York Jets. In fact, I was watching it with a Jets fan, and um, – you know, but uh, again, not always happy to see Aaron Rodgers lose. Yeah, he uh, he had uh, not what I'd call a great day. He was sacked uh, four times. But the kicker stat that I get that usually winning teams don't have, they were one for eleven on third down. The Jets mm. and and they didn't turn the ball over. Of course, uh, the Green Bay fumbled the ball once, but uh, just it's surprising, you know, when you see that. Uh, uh, Rodgers didn't have that bad a game. Uh, he, the, he was 26 out of 41 for 246 yards, one TD. He had a quarterback rating of 88-1. Uh, Love came in the game. Uh, he was two for four for uh, eight yards and a 56.3 rating. Uh, Dylan had 10 carries, 41 yards. Jones, nine for 19. And uh, the Packers uh, lose to the, the Jets. In uh, Green Bay, that that was uh, one of the other scores that really surprised me. Uh, of course, uh, and the Giants beaten Baltimore. Uh, in well, of course, they played in New York or New Jersey, technically for that matter. But uh, you know, just some surprising games. The Steelers, who are having who are down this year, beat Tampa Bay. Saints are still only a game out of first place at two and four. And Tom Brady continues to show he, he may be needing anger management classes. He got fined for a kick last week. In fact, he was he was the victim, if you will, of a roughing the passer call. But he still dug a, a kick back at the guy who tackled him, and uh, he got fined uh, ten thousand, I think, for that. And then yesterday, uh, again, throwing his helmet down. Uh, he uh, maybe anger management uh, time for him. And, you know, uh, I really think that uh, time uh, for the time is starting to catch up with Brady, yeah. too. Uh, the Tampa Bay can't score. And uh, they just they're having a tough time right now. And uh, with Pittsburgh's being down right now, uh, 
Brady, um, he's just having no, those type games. Uh, and uh, Fournette had a decent game yesterday, but he had to carry it 21 times to only gain 63 yards. He did catch six passes for 38 yards. So uh, Evans, four catches, 42 yards, a good one. I think he's coming into the Drew Brees uh, time where he – I don't think he just lunged the ball really deep real well anymore. At one time he could. I think he's having issues with that. I could be wrong. But, uh, you know, when you're only scoring uh, averaging 15 to 20 points a ball Damn. game, uh, you're not going to win many games in the NFL unless you have a – just a horrific defense, which we felt the Saints would. But the Saints' defense, the last couple of games, you know, they give up 32 to San Diego and then yesterday 30 to Burrow. Of course, Joe Burrow, a quality quarterback. Um, anyway, uh, a lot going on in the NFL right now uh, with football. And, of course, the big game uh, uh, tonight uh, – uh, um, it, the big game tonight is the Yankees-Cleveland game. Yeah, for most uh, most sports <laughs> fans, I think you're right, because it's Denver at San Diego tonight. Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, they yeah, still the, yeah that's right. Yeah, the L.A. Chargers, of course. Uh, uh, let's see if they'll move back to San Diego again one day. But uh, that game, uh, the Chargers are four-and-a-half point pick, uh, 45-and-a-half over and under. Uh, uh, all the lines point to a Charger uh, victory tonight in, in uh, L.A., and um, we'll see uh, what suffices uh, from there. Of course, uh, Denver's got a little better defense in that regard, but uh, uh, Mr. Herbert, I'll throw it around. We'll see what comes out tonight. Of course, and as you mentioned, the big game tonight, uh, uh, the Guardians taking on the Yankees. Still have a tough time with the Guardians' name. Uh, it's all tied up at two. Uh, the Yankees uh, are a decent favorite tonight to win the game. Of course, it's in uh, Yankee in, Stadium. Yeah. And, you know, the, the thing is, uh, the way Aaron Boone's using his pitching staff, his closer uh, last night pitched an inning, didn't throw him Saturday night because he doesn't like him back-to-back games. His ace, Garrett Cole, got the win, seven strong innings. Uh, he's obviously not going to, you know, see any innings tomorrow. But you do empty the bench. Uh, but they don't have much. They only have a day off uh, if Whoever wins only has a day off heading into Houston. So, you, you, and speaking of Houston, how about the Astros? Uh, 18 innings uh, Saturday and finally uh, winning that game, sweeping the Mariners series, uh, the Padres uh, knocking off the Dodgers in a big 3-1 um, to, to, to one, uh, series, three, only yeah. a four-game series, and the Phillies doing the same to the Braves. Um, impressive uh, wins. Five versus six in the National League Championship Series. Now. That's right. That's right. It begins and, tomorrow. And, but who would have thought the Dodgers winning 111 games and dominated San Diego during the regular season, I think, uh, beat them. Oh, yeah. They played 19 times. The Dodgers took 14 uh, wins to five against San Diego. But it's and they were saving it for the postseason. Yeah, they did. And they played possum during the regular season and uh, did what they did to uh, – I was waiting for the ghost of Ray Kroc to get up there, the PA announcer, and uh, say something about the Padres in that regard. Of course, the former owner of the Padres back in the day and chairman of the board for the McDonald's Corporation, uh, who was the owner of the uh, Padres at one time. But in the meantime, Yankees and uh, and, uh, the Guardians are going at it tonight uh, in Yankee Stadium. uh, Hot, looks like high today, uh, 60 degrees. Uh, wind seven miles an hour out to center. So uh, who knows, the ball might be uh, moving out of Yankee Stadium if you get it up in the air tonight. Uh, 
Uh, seven miles an hour is not great, but uh, who knows in that regard, uh, Yankee Stadium, uh, it's kind of open in the outfield. Uh, there's no big uh, cookie-cutter effect. So in uh, the short right field porch, it's always been there. I think it's 314 now, back in the day when Maris was hitting uh, drives out of right field. It was like 292, 294, 296, somewhere in there. It was a short right mm-hmm. field fence. So, uh, anyway, big game tonight uh, as the Yankees and the Guardians go at it. Uh, both tied up at 2-2. And, of course, the Astros have been sitting and waiting for, what, three days now? Or it will be three days that they hadn't played. They won Saturday night. Right. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Playing almost two games Saturday. Yeah, you're yeah, right. So. Uh, extending your bullpen a little bit. But they did have a two games to nothing lead. Yeah. And uh, so uh, – it uh, not too bad, so not too bad. But Jeff, uh, football's in the air. So uh, what can I? Uh, what can I well, say? I want to go back to Aaron Rodgers. Right. Um, uh, apparently uh, criticized uh, quite a bit on Twitter. Uh, Shannon Sharp tweets: When's the next flight to Peru? Rodgers needs to be on it and go drink some more of that hallucinant medicine. Maybe someone could go grab it for him. He's been really bad so far this season. Another person uh, tweeting, what can the Packers get for Rodgers, like a second and 2024 fourth? Uh, Ty Schalter uh, tweeting, are we sure that's Aaron Rodgers out there, not that comedian guy? And another person tweeting a picture of Aaron Rodgers at the Jeopardy podium when he uh, got the guest host Jeopardy. uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers next week. Uh, Another person uh, tweeting, Aaron Rodgers looks 63 years old today. Oh, my God, Rodgers is getting annihilated, tweets another person. Uh, Matt Lombardo tweeting, Zach Wilson is out playing Aaron Rodgers. Who the heck saw that coming? And uh, <laughs> another uh, picture tweet, Aaron Rodgers after this game holding a uh, sombrero, uh, green sombrero. Uh, the quarterback did have some quality plays, but a uh, uh, 25-yard touchdown pass to Alan Lazard, but uh, otherwise pretty pedestrian. Yeah, and, you know, going back to uh, uh, the thoughts uh, with regards to the National League, you know, the two teams that had to fight and fight to make the playoffs were both the Phillies and the uh, Padres. And, you know, it's like every game you're in uh, towards later the season mattered. And, you know, when you get in the playoff, it's that same feel. The Dodgers had clinched way back. I don't know if it was in early September when they clinched because they were like 18 games ahead of the Padres. If not the division of playoffs. Yeah, you know, and the same thing holds true with the Guardians. They had to to fight through uh, to make it. And, uh, of course, uh, they had a little lead towards the last week in the year, but they still had to fight through September to make it. And and the same thing regards to the Phillies. Nobody knew if the Phillies would be able to make it, period. And uh, here they are, and they're playing uh, the Padres for the National League up in it. So it's uh, those things when your team's got to battle day in and day out the last couple of weeks of the year. Uh, I think that adds to uh, the quality of the team, too. And uh, it shows up as they beat the Phillies, beat the defending World Series champ and the Padres, beat a team that won 111 games during the course of the year with uh, great pitching and uh, a lot of home runs too. the Dodgers hit during the course of the year. So uh, anyway, it's uh, one of those uh, things that uh, keeps teams going strong and uh, should be an interesting series. Best out of best out of seven starting uh, this week with the Phillies and the Padres and. Of course, whoever comes out of uh, New York tonight, 
against the uh, Astros over in Houston, who is the number one seed. And, uh, of course, the uh, – And now, if Houston wins, they'll have home field advantage in the World Series, too. That's correct. That's correct. And it's 2-3-2, it's two, two, I think, and uh, baseball yeah. still uh, in the meantime. Of course, uh, later on during the show, in the next few minutes, we'll have head football coach Ryan Antoine on to talk about his big win for the Westgate Tigers. They're back on the winning track, Jeff. Yeah. And uh, that's a good thing to see for them. Uh, elsewhere, um, uh, some other LSU won a big game uh, over in Gainesville uh, uh, Saturday uh, Saturday evening. And uh, some other scores we'll give you. I think the AP and coaches polls are both out. Uh, elsewhere uh, in uh, the sporting world, um, the, uh, uh, the 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 pride of Alabama goes down up in uh, Knoxville over the weekend. Best headline I saw is uh, – I've got to bring it up. I want to quote it verbatim. But uh, talking about that victory, something to the effect that, well, Tennessee fans uh, removed goalposts from Neyland Stadium after the Alabama upset, and they got fined by the SEC because they let fans on the field. But here's the headline from right. Slate Magazine. Tennessee over Alabama is why God invented college football. Wow. You know, just <laughs> knowing that 99% of the nation, other than Alabama fans, were rooting. I mean, obviously, uh, there are other. F- what I'm saying is, obviously, people in the state of Alabama were rooting for Alabama, but outside of there, 99% rooting for Tennessee. And, oh, I uh, hear you. Yeah, I it, hear you. It is, it is a special moment when you see that kind of unity and hatred for one particular team. Yeah, well, they've kind of been sitting on top for the last 10, 12 years, and uh, Tennessee's got a good football team, period. And in true, the state, and, and the, the LSU saw every bit of it uh, the week before. That, that is correct. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, we'll come out uh, in our next segment. Of course, we're going to have Coach Ryan Antoine on in a few minutes uh, and talking about the, the Westgate Tigers' big win over the weekend. But uh, in the meantime, uh uh, just a lot of uh, a lot of changes in the college poll, and uh, that Georgia Tennessee matchup would be a great game too later on this year. So, uh, Jeff, let's go ahead and take our well, uh, before we do that because we got a couple of minutes. We yeah uh, with we, Coach. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, He's let, got. Let's recap though some uh, Friday night high school football real quick. Uh, Lowerville um, won their second game in a row on the road, beating Franklin forty-six to twenty. Tough loss for Nish. Uh, homecoming loss fifty-two to nineteen. Against Barb, Jenneret uh, found out how good Vermilion Catholic is, uh, losing 53 to nothing. As you mentioned, Westgate coming off that win against North Vermilion, 39-7. Highland Baptist, tough loss, 30-20 to against Covenant Christian, uh, going to Thibodeau for that one. And Delcom uh, against Catholic High, 30 to nothing. Uh, Catholic High and Luke Landry, another good game. He, he is he, progressing. Uh, he, he's... And the lights come on for him in the last three, almost four games, I can say, uh, as he uh, – they're putting him in a different uh, position. Uh, he drops back – earlier in the year he was throwing from the pocket, and his forte now is he can uh, – they will run him out of the uh, pocket and he'll go uh, – he'll shift out to the right uh, or run to the left uh, and roll out. And uh, finding receivers downfield on the run uh, is – and. It doesn't run often, but when he does, he picks up sizable yardage. But we're not talking about 40-yard bombs. He's hitting kids 7, 8, 9, 10 yards from the line of scrimmage and uh, being pretty accurate, too. Uh, 
I don't I don't have his stats in front of me, but I'd be willing to bet he was 15 out of 20 or something like that. It was close to that. Yeah, and just uh, throwing well, the ball well. What the advocate had. Yeah, just doing a great job for him, uh, uh, just command of the game. And uh, the Panthers' defense played well. Uh, only thing, and I'm not sure, earlier in the game, uh, Javon Brown, the big fullback, uh, he's about 6'2", about 240. And uh, I don't remember him coming back in the game in, uh, after the middle of the second half, and he was having some success running the ball inside and off tackle. And uh, they went with uh, the young man Mason, Denim Mason, uh, for the majority of the second half. And uh, he looked good, too, but the Panther defense stood up and uh, uh, held uh, young uh, um, Wiggins. Uh, Jackson Wiggins, I think, had uh, 16 carries for 31 yards, something yeah. like that. Uh, played good football. And uh, he, he runs hard, too. Uh, it just He didn't have a whole lot of help there on the Delcom offensive line. Panther defense stood up most of the night and played very well, too. No doubt uh, about it. Uh, Catholic High rebounding. And, again, um, this week we've got two high school games, uh, Lauraville hosting Ascension Episcopal and Highland Baptist hosting Generet. Uh, so Thursday and Friday night football this week. Here on Kane. Yes, and uh, should be interesting matchups. Generet uh, and uh, Holland Baptist are uh, now in the same district. And Generet had a little success earlier during the course of the year. We've come on hard times the last two or three games. But uh, should be an interesting contest. Of course, we'll have uh, Coach uh, 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 Hudson on later on during the week to speak about that game. So, uh, interesting, Jeff. Anyway, uh, time now maybe for yeah. a break. Yeah, let's go ahead and take our break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with uh, Coach Ryan Antoine of the Westgate Tigers right after this. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana Campaign. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music Thursday at 7 Jack and a special benefit for one of their bartenders to defray medical expenses, plus the Saints play this Thursday night as well. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 9 tennis made across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoors seating. Don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. 
become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. We're back here at Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And as on Monday morning at 7.30, uh, we have uh, Coach Ryan Antoine on the line with us. Good morning, Coach, and welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're quite welcome, Coach. Of course, a big win getting the Tigers back on uh, on a winning track again, Coach, as you take down North Vermillion Patriots. And as you mentioned uh, last week on the show, you were not real familiar with this team, but knew they had a quality uh, team. And uh, your your team comes out on top by a score of 39-7. to I know you uh, spoke a little bit Saturday morning on Sports Corner, but uh, for our listeners on our show today, could you maybe rehash uh, your game a, a little bit uh, last week and also speak about your upcoming opponent uh yes sir uh played um north Marion um sound ball club when i had to travel to those guys on the road and we probably we, we started off real well started a modular that quarterback uh scored on an hour opening series on a run to davian jackson uh didn't, didn't convert the two-point conversion that we that we needed to we got to work on some things with that uh came back second series again and um uh, uh Amaja Gene scored on a touchdown uh from, from Jabari Antoine. Uh and then they kinda of stopped them, you know, all all, all half. Uh, was up twenty I think twenty two zero at half uh with a touchdown to Amaja Gene. Uh Tobias Garden that scored as well. He had a real game, ran for one hundred and sixty yards and two touchdowns. Uh then came like the second half defense, you know, played pretty well, gave up a touchdown late. Uh but Dedrick Latulas that scored a touchdown as well. So Mahajudin went up with two touchdowns. Then Dedrick Latulas had a touchdown. David Jackson had a touchdown. And so did Tobias Gordon. He had two touchdowns. So we came away with a 39-7 win. Our guys helped in. Now we're ready for, you know, a tough opponent. LC have to travel to those guys on Friday. We have to be ready because they're a sound ball club. Coach Falk and the staff do an amazing job. And the guys ready to be a high, you know, I got to tell my guys right now, be a late-round playoff game-style atmosphere that we have to be ready for. Yeah, tell us uh, what you know about Lafayette Christian, and did Turlings expose anything in LCA uh, in their victory Thursday night? Uh, not too much. I mean, I mean, it's it's our typical, you know, district. You know, I mean, anybody can go down at any given time, and you have to be ready. You know, at any given time, Lafayette Christian had their opportunities. Turlings had their uh, opportunities as well. It's kind of the same thing with our game in Turlings, and it came down to the last possession. Uh, and like I said, Turlins came over to win. You know, we were in there now. Turlins, you know, it's a real good ball club. I can make a serious run in the playoffs. Uh, like I said, LCA has a real good uh, quarterback that does some things well. Real big offensive line. Even the line is real strong as well. They have, I think, two kids on there that have Alabama offers. Uh, and the secondary plays a lot of man-to-man and linebackers fly around in their son's special teams. So, I mean, we definitely have to be out there, you know, ready to go. I mean, they've been to the state championship the last five years. I mean, one for the last five, so. Every time I pointed that knows how to win. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, I asked you Saturday morning about what uh, has been uh, the, the keys to their early success. They haven't been playing football all that long, uh, but they've dominated in those years that they have played. Yeah, I mean, they do a great job, you know, just getting those guys ready to, ready to play. I mean, you know, so Coach Falker does a, you know amazing job. Of, you know, talk to him pretty much almost every day. And you know, try to model a lot of you know the things that he and that he's done with this program. 
they're sound. They fly around. They know how to win. They do a good job in the offseason, getting the guys prepared and be ready to go. So definitely a solid ball club that, you know, does a good job and also, you know, will be ready to go. Yeah, you know, your district, uh, for the most part, dominated in non-district games. Uh, was there any concern that you'd all beat each other up heading into the postseason, though? Uh, yeah, that's a, that, that, is, that, is a, that is a factor, you know, but the, I think the biggest factor is knowing that you'll be player ready, knowing that you won't see as many ball clubs like that to maybe quarterfinal rounds on deeper, you know, once you, once you, once you get to the playoffs. So it definitely gets, gets, gets you that mindset that, you know, that you'll be playing in big-time playoff games and that you got to be ready for them. You uh, have been utilizing a couple of guys at quarterback uh, effectively. Uh, that's going to continue, I, I imagine? Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, Amaj Eugene and, and Jabari Antoine, you know, we both, you know, we kind of learned last year that, you know, we can utilize that and kind of keep some people off, of, you know, off, off kilter when we do some of those things with, with the two quarterback systems. So we're going to utilize both of them. Amaj kind of gives us more experience and kind of do a lot of different things for us, you know, with his, with his legs and Javari Antoine, you know, still a sophomore that's getting better every single play. So, I mean, he's going to do well for us, and he plays strong, you know, for us at, at times. But, like, he also plays defensive back, and Amaz also plays receiver. So, but, you know, it's just something that you got to prepare for. you prepare for both guys, and, you know, we feel like that's an advantage for us. There you go. Dedrick Latulis, you pulled him out of the Turlings game uh, as a precaution. Obviously, he was ready to go last week. Uh, had a, another very good game. Uh, his health going forward? Yeah, he's doing well. I mean, Dedrick is one of those kids that just plays hard, you know, prepares well, you know, 4.0 student in the classroom, uh, you know, committed to Louisiana Tech. You know, Dedrick just, you know, if he was over six feet tall, he will have everybody in the country, you know, looking at him. It's just, you know, he's a little bit smaller in stature, but he definitely, you know, plays at a, at a high level for us. There you go. Game is at LCA. Anything uh, the fans may want to know as they make the trip? Uh, admissions ten dollars. Uh, you know, definitely want to come out and, and be a part of that. I mean, like they're going to bring a big crowd, and we definitely need our community behind us and supporting us for this big game. No, no doubt about it, Coach. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to you on Mondays and again Saturdays, if not on Friday nights. But uh, Saturday we'll check in with you. Hopefully uh, after a big win. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. All right. All right. Good luck, Coach. Appreciate Coach Ryan Antoine joining us on. Mondays, also Bob Rose joins us on Mondays. We'll be talking more about the Saints toward the top of the hour. Yeah, that we will, and uh, he'll have uh, – you know, he's done a really good job for us. Uh, great having him online with us, Jeff. I uh, want to thank uh, Boxcar for introducing us to him and giving us a Saints report and uh, very knowledgeable about the game and the Saints since he's the uh, beat writer through sportsillustrated.com, uh, I think si.com. So, uh He's been on each Monday uh, morning with us around 8 o'clock. We'll have him back on again today. So uh, elsewhere, Jeff, uh, 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 just a, a few minutes left in this segment before we head on to, uh, uh, you know, the uh, NBA getting ready to crank it up. We didn't talk much about that. Uh, and also uh, uh, the, the, a lot of unbeaten teams went down this weekend too, Jeff. Uh, we'll talk about that maybe in uh, the next segment uh, in that regard. Uh Golf's still going on right now uh, a little bit. Um, Monday, they got chip shots tonight at 5 o'clock with uh, Teddy Sliman along with Boxcar Bacheron. And uh, the um, NFL game tonight, uh, as you said, uh, pretty much uh, will be the uh, baseball game. A lot of people will watch to see what goes on in that particular uh, uh, endeavor and see if uh, if the Yankees can come through or the Guardians uh, can uh uh, make another playoff, a uh, deep playoff run. Uh, I'm trying to think the last time they were in the World Series. Was it the 
Cubs. Who did the Cubs beat when they won in Yeah, 16? Cleveland. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I thought. I'm pretty sure and, that's the last time they've been in the World Series, too. Isn't yes, it? and both teams uh, going into that World Series were on the longest droughts. Uh, that's right. Uh, apart from maybe an expansion team, uh, but but even maybe not even just expansion teams. But uh, one of them had to uh, lose the series, uh, unfortunately. But but I think uh, the whites uh, the Cubs uh, deserved it more because it was almost twice as long of a yeah. Nineteen oh eight was a little yeah. further than nineteen forty eight. Anyway, do we have a call on the line? Let's see if it's call uh, for Bayou Sports. Hi, huh? you're in the air. Good morning, gentlemen. Wayne here again. Hey, uh, Wayne. Good morning. Good. Good. Uh, just going back to to Major League Baseball. Uh, I think I heard that uh, the Dodgers had beaten the Padres in every series this past. Yeah, uh, thank you, Craig. I know there were fourteen and five. Not sure about the individual series, but they played nineteen games against each other during the regular season and dominated them fourteen to five in those games. Padres yeah. finally figured out how to do it, though. Yeah, well, you want to be hot at the end and finally got it done, you know. So anyway, yeah, I, that's one series. And then getting college football. Uh, Best team in the state still is the Tulane Greenway. <laughs> yeah, that? we'll talk a little bit about that in the next segment. I can assure you. <laughs> okay, buddy. Well, I just want to bring it up so that the right. rest of the listeners will know we've got the best record in the state. That's in right. The Tulane yeah. Greenway. Uh, so good. So good that you can hear that. So. Yeah, yeah, you bet. It's been a quite some time, so a generation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, that's what it's been like. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in the next segment, but appreciate your call in. All right, buddy. Have All a right. good week. Uh-huh. Right. Thank you. Out. Maybe we can see LSU and Tulane in the same bowl game. That would be something. That would be indeed. Uh, would, and that happened years ago in basketball. Dale Brown had decided not to play the, the Greenies anymore, and uh, lo and behold, they both end up in the NIT, and Tulane blows them out in the Pete Maravich Assembly Center. So that was pretty neat. Anyway, do we have another caller? Oh, uh, we're uh, going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So well, let's let's go ahead and take our next break, and we'll come back and talk a little bit about the AP Top uh, 25 poll, along with uh, college football games. Uh, a lot of unbeaten's went down over the weekend. So you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio FM 107.5 and AM 12:40. We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. 
We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand-new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Hi, this is Boxcar Badgerow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Road, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday. As uh, Let's give the uh, fire truck a little uh, time to pass us by. I'm impressed you knew it was a fire truck. Yeah, yeah they all have different sounds, I think, with regards to their, uh, uh, their sirens. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, college football, we'll talk a little bit about that this hour. Big win for the Tigers. They journeyed to Gainesville to uh, take down Billy Napier's uh, Gators in a big ball game. So uh, hats off to LSU. Uh, uh, not able to see the game uh, Saturday evening, but uh, LSU, uh, I think, stormed up to a pretty good lead. Kayshawn Booty had a pretty good game for the Tigers, too. Yeah, you, you've been hearing and, and seeing headlines, breakout game Jaden Daniels, breakout game Kayshawn Booty, and – it really was uh, about time to focus on getting Kayshawn Booty the ball. And not only, and again, because uh, of some psychological issues, uh, making sure he is, uh, they know they love the guy. I mean, uh, this guy seems like he has felt disrespected by the team. And uh, again, one way to show you do respect him is to target him, and they finally did. Yeah, you're right about that. And uh, they got into the game, and uh, uh, they end up scoring, uh, what, 45 points on uh, the Gators. It was 45, 20, 35, I think, the final score. And uh, anytime you score over 40 points on a team, that's pretty impressive, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, that you got your offense rolling. Of course, the AP top. Oh, uh, that wasn't the biggest uh, win of no. that night. Oh no, the Blackhawks finally won their first game uh, Saturday right. night, five to two in San Jose, and now they've got like five days off. They don't play again till really? Friday night. Yeah, uh, that seems like a long. Finally back at home. They started on the road. Three West Coast uh, games to start the season, so maybe um, giving them a little time off to recuperate from that. But uh, I'm, I'm going to miss it, too, uh, oh, well. doing the football game. Yeah, that's game. right. You have a game, uh, the games this week. Anyway, Georgia is still holding on to the number one spot. Uh, the Bulldogs have 31 first-place votes. They're 7-0. and Second, Ohio State with 17 uh, first-place votes. And Tennessee moves up three spots from six to third with the big one over Alabama this past weekend. Uh, uh, coming in at fourth, Michigan still undefeated, along with Clemson at 7-0. and Alabama drops uh Four spots, I believe, or three spots down to uh, six. That's six and one. Ole Miss still undefeated. They're seven and zero. Oh. They head to Baton Rouge or to, to the Tigers head to Oxford this weekend. Not sure, 
But I think that's the uh, game LSU will be playing elsewhere. TCU still remains undefeated. They take down Oklahoma State uh, over the weekend. Uh, they're at eighth. UCLA six and zero. Also, it's been a while since they've been up there. Maybe eight or ten years. They're ninth, and Oregon comes in at tenth. And Oklahoma State, USC, uh, uh, along with Wake Forest at thirteenth. Uh, I, I think it's interesting that both UCLA and USC uh, are formidable teams this year almost uh, in anticipation of leaving the Pac-12 and joining the SEC. Yeah, and, uh, you know, UCLA had or some... Or the Big Ten, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, UCLA had some good teams back in the day. Uh, uh, they've got a Heisman Trophy winner in Gary Beeman back in 67. So, uh, anywhere, Syracuse still undefeated. The, uh, the Orangemen at 6-0, and coming in at 14th. Utah is 15th. Then Penn State, uh, who suffered their first loss, is Michigan mauled them. Michigan rushed over 400 oh, yards in that brutal. game. Yeah, just uh, in the meantime, Kansas State, 5-1. Uh, and one. Uh, They've got a couple more big games. Of course, uh, there uh, have about one losses to the Greenies. Elsewhere, Illinois comes in at 18th, Kentucky at 19th, Texas at 5-2 is 20th. Then Cincinnati uh, at 5-1 is 21st, along with North Carolina, Mac Brown, uh, North Carolina State that suffered a loss this weekend, a second one to uh, Syracuse. Mississippi State, who the Tigers beat earlier this year, come in at uh, 24th. And the Green Wave come in at uh, 25th this week. They're 6-1 journey. I knew there was a reason you were excited about talking and about the AP poll. Oh, yeah, and they come in 25th in the coaches poll, too. So uh, I want to just tell folks, you know, Tulane is – is in New Orleans and not in Mississippi or Mobile. They are a state team, uh, even though they're a private institution. And believe it or not, they were in the SEC, original charter member back in 33, and got out in 66. But uh, they have more SEC championships than half of the teams in the SEC. They have three. So uh, that uh, just put my label on that in that regard. So uh, the Greenies, they take uh, on Memphis uh, this Saturday. Uh, over in New Orleans at Yeoman Stadium, uh, the Memphis Tigers come in, I think, at 5-2, and two, or maybe they, they might be 4-3. and three. But uh, in the meantime, it's homecoming for Tulane, so should have a good crowd. I'm pretty sure it's a – I think it's an ESPN game, too, uh, I think, this weekend. Uh, if not, uh, maybe on one of the – I'm just uh, scrolling through here. Seems uh, like CBS Sports Network does a lot of their games, uh, too. They do. Oh, they're on ESPN, two at 2.30. Uh, right. Tulane, the touchdown pick, uh, and the over and under is 56. So it should be an interesting bo- uh, broadcast, too. So uh, uh, Tulane has had some success against Memphis in New Orleans, has, has some tough times up in Memphis. Memphis comes in 4-3. and three, So uh, in the meantime, uh, the Cajuns. Uh, they play again uh, this weekend. Of course, they played last Wednesday night when they beat Marshall to get back on the winning track after losing uh, three games. They take on Arkansas State uh, over in Cajun Field, and that's going to be a uh, 4 o'clock uh, kickoff uh, on ESPN+. Plus. Elsewhere, like I mentioned, I'm pretty sure the uh, Tigers take on uh, – they're in Baton Rouge, uh, 2.30 uh, kickoff as uh, Mississippi, Ole Miss, the Rebels come in 7-0 and and take on LSU. Ole Miss a one-point pick, and the over and under of that game is 64. That's a lot of points for both clubs. So uh, LSU will take on uh, the Rebels. Uh, Ole Miss comes in averaging about 41 a game. LSU uh, gives up about uh, 21 a game, so a big margin there. Ole Miss only gives up 17 a game, and I'm trying to – remember who they may have defeated earlier this year and uh just not sure right now but uh 
It'll be on CBS. That'll be the afternoon game at 2.30 over in Tiger Stadium. And uh, a lot of interesting uh, games this weekend, too, Jeff, in that regard. So uh, as uh, some of the rivalries get in there, uh, Texas plays Oklahoma State. Uh, elsewhere, UCLA at Oregon. Some other big games uh, we'll keep an eye on uh, in that regard. Of course, as I mentioned, the Cajuns, uh, Arkansas State. Uh, I guess the Wolves, the Red Wolves coming to uh, – uh, Cajun Field, Mississippi State journeys to Alabama. That'll be interesting to see if uh, Coach Saban can uh, right the ship. Of course, only one loss, but you ready? Alabama's a 21-point pick in that game against State over in uh, Tuscaloosa. Uh, Kansas State journeys. I, I would not want to be the team that faces Tennessee yeah. this week. I mean, Alabama this yeah, week. Yeah, I That's... tend to agree with you. In, Bur- in Tuscaloosa, yeah, too. It's, uh, uh, it's going to be a, a rough week on those players. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about the Alabama players uh, after Coach oh, yeah. Saban uh, not being real impressed with the way his team played soft on defense. Uh, that defensive core is going to get uh, a workout this yeah, week. Yeah, it's just a – could be a changing of the times, too. You know, Georgia, uh, I was trying to see if uh, who they may have played uh, this weekend or they're, if they're off. I don't – I'm just scrolling through here. I don't see where – They beat Vanderbilt, I think, 55 to nothing. Yeah, I think that's this correct. Past Saturday. Yeah, yeah, just humiliated poor Vanderbilt. Of course, Vanderbilt, at least they'll take on somebody their own. Uh, they play Missouri in Missouri this weekend, uh, the Commodores. Uh, so, uh, we'll see. But uh, maybe – Looks like Georgia is off this yeah, week. Yeah, I think they are. So, uh, interesting. Anyway, uh, uh Let's uh, go ahead and take our next break, and let's get Bob uh, Bob Rose on the line, and let's see he'll talk a little bit about the Saints and uh, this past weekend against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll have Bob on the line uh, at our next segment. Uh, stay tuned. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music Thursday at Southern Jack and a special benefit for one of their bartenders to defray medical expenses, plus the Saints play this Thursday night as well. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 9 tennies made across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoors seating. Don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. 
Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Louisiana. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday morning, October the 17th. And on the line with us is uh, Bob Rose. And good morning, Bob, and welcome to the show. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. I hope everybody's having a good Monday under the circumstances. Oh, yes. Uh, it's been a rough weekend for <laughs> Saints fans. And uh, I'm starting to believe now that it, maybe Andy Dalton uh, is just a good uh, uh, backup for your starting quarterback now, uh, even though the Saints defense, you know, the last couple games have given up 32 to uh, Seattle mm-hmm. and now uh, 32 the Bengals. Uh, I'm starting to wonder if uh, maybe the defense is not playing as well as uh, they were built up to be. <laughs> Man, that's the understatement of the morning. Uh, yeah, and, and listen, you can point to a lot of things that have gone wrong with the team this year that went wrong with the team yesterday. Uh, I thought uh, offensive play calling got very vanilla in the second half. Uh, you know, they had their red zone woes. But remember, this was a woefully shorthanded offense going into the Bengals game. And you know, they, they had outplayed Cincinnati throughout most of the contest. It's the defense. Uh, you know, and it's the defense that has been letting this team down more often than not this year. A lot of us thought, and myself included, that this will be an elite unit. Instead, what we are seeing is a slightly above-average defense that is prone to big plays and critical breakdowns in crucial moments. And it's been years since I have seen a Saints defense that has been this awful at tackling the ball carrier. And I'm talking about positioning, technique, and especially effort. That's what that's what my takeaway was from the Bengals game, and that's what makes – uh, you know, this loss so tough to take. You know, I, I wonder, and uh, I'm not trying to offer up an excuse or an apology, but Dennis Allen, obviously his focus mainly on the defense the previous years, and now he's spread a little thinner. Uh, any reason to think that might be possible, uh, part of the problem? Sure. Uh, you know, sure. Game planning wise, you know, that, that's something that we could perhaps buy into. Uh, but if that's the case, that's on Dennis Allen. Uh, he needs to, you know, if there's one thing that I have learned over the years as a coach myself, you need to know when to delegate authority. 
and he has two outstanding coaches on his staff and Ryan Nielsen and Chris Richard, uh, and especially Richard has been a successful coordinator in this league. So if it is Dennis Allen just taking on too much and just spreading himself thin, again, that's his fault. It's not like he doesn't have capable uh, you know, defensive assistants right there in the same room with him. Uh, and you know, also, he's not the one that's causing these players to miss tackles and just give awful effort when trying to tackle the football. Yeah, and, you know, too, uh, Bob, uh, you can't keep kicking field goals. Once you get in that, and the Saints were in the red zone four times, got came away with four field goals. And uh, if you take away a couple of those uh, field goals, you add on eight points, and uh, that, that's a difference in the game right there. So uh, uh, some strategy. And Carmichael, for the last a year or two, has been calling uh, the plays offensively, I think, for the Saints in that regard. So you wonder uh, what's changed, of course, as I mentioned in the opening statement, that uh, maybe Anthony Dalton is a good backup quarterback, not the elite or starting quarterback in the league. Um, that's I'll come back, Jameis Winston. Uh, yeah, and I agree with that statement. Uh, you know, Andy Dalton is very good at what the Saints brought him in for. Uh, you know, an experienced backup that is capable of winning a few games, uh, you know, and maybe even spearheading a playoff team if the talent is around him. Uh, you know, but. James Winston was the starter into the regular season for a reason, and that is because there's so much more upside with James Winston. He's a much more explosive player, uh, you know, younger, more dynamic. Uh, yeah, the, the problem is not just the quarterback position. In fact, that's pretty far down on the list of worries. Uh, yeah, but, but you're right, Andy Dalton, especially at this point in his career, would be 30, 35 in, what, two weeks? Uh, yeah, he's 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 not a championship caliber quarterback. Yeah, pretty accurate too. And you wonder uh, through the course. And like you said, there were, the offense was handicapped when you have Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry out, <laughs> along with some others. I mean, you know, these are guys that are all pro type players. And uh, the Saints missing those guys, uh, it goes a long way. But still, you've got to execute. Uh, there are plays in there that uh, maybe Andy Dalton can handle, uh, but. Getting into the red zone four times and not coming away with a touchdown, uh, that's going to hurt you no matter who you play. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, no doubt about it. And uh, not, not only on a lot of those red zone plays, uh, but down the stretch when they needed the score, uh, you know, once the Bengals had taken the lead. I want to know where Taysom Hill was. Uh, you know, Taysom Hill is undoubtedly your best red zone weapon. This year he certainly has been. Uh, you know, why wouldn't you use him when you get down close to the goal line? I just, I, and, you know, call me a novice. Uh, you know, a lot of us are. Uh, yeah, I just I don't understand the decision-making behind that. You know, I, I love when they do utilize Taysom Hill and in large part the way they do it, but does that uh, change the rhythm of a game? Does Andy Dalton maybe lose a little something? Uh, when he's not taking snaps, or is it a benefit to him? You know, I always wondered about that uh, in, in the waning year, the last couple of years of Drew Brees' career, uh, you know, when, when Sean Payton would bring in Taysom Hill after Brees had completed six or eight passes in a row. Uh, you know, and we, we all watched Drew Brees for a long, long time. You could just feel his rhythm through the TV screen. Uh, you know, so I often wondered if that was the case with Drew Brees. Uh, you know, now you bring up a valid point with Andy Dalton and before that Jameis Winston. Uh, yeah, but the – these guys, you know, Dalton and Winston, they aren't exactly setting the world on fire. 
Uh, you know, they, they, they aren't exactly burning up the stat chart. So I don't mind the decision behind that. Uh, you know, Taysom Hill is, has always been a spark play, an emotional spark plug for this team. Uh, you know, and, you know, when you need it, that's when you plug him in. Uh, and more often than not, it's been successful, but it, it's still a valid point to wonder. All right. Bob, uh, coming up, the Saints have a short week Thursday night against Arizona. What do we know about the Cardinals and uh, their prospects Thursday night? Uh, well, we keep talking about the New Orleans Saints week after week uh, you know, as a team that's you know, falling short of expectations. The Arizona Cardinals are right there uh, you know, with them. They're coming in with a 2-4 you know, and four record, just like the Saints. Uh, you know, and you watch the Cardinals play, and you just feel like there's something missing from them. They have talent scattered throughout the roster, uh, but yeah, they, they lose games uh, or struggle down the stretches of a season uh, you know, because of self-inflicted mistakes. Uh, you know, uh, head scratching play calls, uh, defensive breakdowns, things like that. I do know this about the Cardinals. They can get after the quarterback. They're an underrated run defense. Uh, you know, this, this Saints offense is going to have to come to play on Thursday night. Uh, and, you know, they, they, New Orleans needs some of these healthy players back. I suspect that a lot of the reason why you know, uh, some of these guys sat out yesterday was because of the quick turnaround. Uh, going back and having to go on the road to Arizona on Thursday. And remember, Arizona is a conference opponent. Cincinnati was not. Uh, Offensively, Kyler Murray is as mobile a quarterback as there is, and Dennis Allen defenses has always, and I mean always, had trouble with mobile quarterbacks. The Cardinals can't do much running the ball, but they have a very explosive receiving core, and they'll also be getting DeAndre Hopkins back from a uh, PED suspension. So, you know, the, the Saints defense that we've been criticizing and needling for weeks now, uh, you know, they're going to have to actually play up to expectations for a change for this team to even have a chance. Gotcha. Seahawks uh, beat the Cardinals yesterday, a rather low-scoring affair, 19-9. to uh, Any uh, takeaways from that game and how it might translate to Thursday night? Uh, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> I, I kind of chuckle because I just got done saying that the Cardinals have an underrated run defense, uh, you know, yet they gave up almost 100 yards to, to Kenneth Walker on the ground. Uh, I don't think – Arizona is not a team that can get real physical with you. So I think that if you can stay patient, if your defense can contain the Cardinals you know, uh, you know, scoring-wise – uh, and you can stay patient with the run game. That's where Arizona gets worn down late in games. They don't. They have a lot of talent up front, but some of that talent, J.J. Watt, is a little up there in years, and they're thin. Uh, you know, so even if the Saints get wide receivers back, uh, and we certainly hope that they do, I still think that this uh, that New Orleans team is starting to establish an identity of they want to be physical with you on the offensive side first and then hit you with big plays down the field, complementing their running game. I think that that's the formula to beat Seattle, uh, you know, whether the Saints can stick to it and avoid turnovers, which they did do so successfully yesterday. I do think they, they have a shot. Well, uh, Bob, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, uh, uh, just basically four-day rest period for the Saints as they head to Thursday night uh, to take on the Cardinals. And uh, 
let's hope they can right the ship. But again, they're only one game out of first place in the uh, in the NFL Central with Tampa Bay losing yesterday to the Steelers, uh, getting beat twenty to eighteen. So there's still some recourse for the Saints. And uh, right now, and they've got a lot of tough teams, man. It's man, their schedule. Uh, they're getting into the meat of their schedule right now. They'll play the Ravens, uh, the Rams, uh, the Forty Niners, and back with Tampa Bay in the next. Uh, four and five weeks so uh it'll be interesting to see if uh Jameis Winston can come back and play some smart football yeah exactly and you know the the Bengals was their it was their first in an eight-week stretch where they play seven playoff teams from last year uh and you know that play the the eighth team that didn't make the playoffs last year it's the Ravens who sit in first place in their division if I'm not mistaken so yeah they this will be a stretch, uh, and you know, if the New Orleans has any hope of making the playoffs whatsoever, even in a, a division that's playing very poorly from top to bottom, uh, yeah, they, they need to come out of this stretch with at least a 6-2 and two record, in my opinion. Yeah, it's going to be hard, though. Uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they can get back some of those wide receivers who can make plays for them, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, come December maybe we'll be smiling a little bit and not being a game out of first place. I hope so. I'm sick of these cloudy Mondays with you guys. It's always a pleasure to join you on Monday, but I like it to be in a much better mood. Uh, I hear you, Bob. Uh, we appreciate you coming on each uh, each Monday morning. As always, uh, remind us how we can hear and uh, see your work. All right, folks. Uh, thanks again for having me, and uh, I hope everybody listening has a great week. Uh, you can follow my work on Facebook, Bob Rose, over on Twitter, at BobbyR2613. All of my articles are through the Saints News Network and SI.com team site for the New Orleans Saints. And make sure you check out our show, our podcast on Wednesday evenings. It's called the Bayou Blitz, uh, and it comes on at 8 p.m. Central Time. We run for about an hour, uh, and you know, we try to put on an entertaining product, but it, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's tough to miss me on social media. Very good, Bob. Always a pleasure. We'll look forward to talking to you next Monday. Thanks again, guys. Have a great week. You bet. Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, in the meantime, uh, with um, Bayou Sports, uh, Jeff, uh, we always enjoy having him on during the course of uh, Mondays. And uh, hopefully uh, uh, we can have, as he said, some cheery things to talk about in the coming weeks. <laughs> in the meantime, today in sports history, October the 17th, on this date in 1920, the Chicago Bears uh, playing as the Decatur Staley's play their first NFL game in a 7 nothing win. Elsewhere on this date, 1962, the Yankees beat the Giants for their 20th World Championship, and that was uh, 60 years ago today. Meanwhile, in 1964, the Yankees fired uh, manager Yogi Berra, of course, uh, a year or two later, he ends up with the Mets. Uh, elsewhere in 1971, the World Series. The Pittsburgh Pirates beat the Orioles 2-1 to at Memorial Stadium to claim the World Series 4-3. Uh, to MVP, Pirates outfielder and Hall of Famer Roberto Clemente. 1974, in the NBA, the New Orleans Jazz began a 28-game road losing streak that they finally came back to uh, win later on that year. Of course, the, the Jazz in their initial season played in the old Loyola Fieldhouse, and if you'd ever been in there, they had a net at the end because it was, uh, it was above the floor uh, type uh, 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 basketball court, and uh, you could fall off that floor without that net. Anyway, in the meantime, in 1970, 
1976, the coldest World Series game ever. Uh, of course, uh, they played uh, usually early October. Now they're going into November. The Reds beat the Yankees 4-3 in Game 2 at Riverfront Stadium. 39 degrees mm. Fahrenheit was – I think we've had colder games than then. Probably 1997 was another cold game. Uh, there have been certainly colder games in April to yeah, start the season. True. Uh, elsewhere in 1979, the Pirates again beat the Orioles 4-1 to at Memorial Stadium for four games to three win. MVP of the series, Pops, Willie Stargell. Of course, that was the We Are Family. Oh, anyway, in 1982, Robin Yount is the first player to have two four-hit games in a World Series. Of course, uh, the Brewers go down to the Cardinals four games to three. And uh, getting that last strike on uh, swinging strike on uh, Thomas, Gorman Thomas. Uh, Bruce Suter, who passed away this last week at the age of uh, 69, mm. uh, former Cardinal Cub and Brave. Elsewhere in 1987, the first indoor World Series game uh, with the Minnesota Twins playing in the Metrodome versus the Cards. And I believe also the first time all the home team won all seven games in that series, too. And I'm pretty sure first all artificial turf. World yeah, the, yeah, uh, that's right. Bush uh, Stadium uh, two was still uh, artificial turf. Elsewhere in 1989, in a big day in baseball history, uh, it wasn't about the game. It was the earthquake that night. Mm. Anywhere from a six nine to a seven one, it canceled the third game of the World Series. It also took the lives of 67 people, and I can still see that Bay Bridge in Oakland where that second story uh, falling on cars and crushing people. Uh, just something to behold uh, that night, and uh, we'll talk a little bit uh, about that uh, moments uh, later on. But but I, I remember that night so well because I'm I'm bartending at uh, this place called the Snuggery uh, in Chicago, and uh, the, I'm watching the pregame. It was a busy night, um, but because uh, we also serve food there, I'm watching the pregame or the pregame was on the TV, and then next thing I know. Uh, they had shifted to some news programming, and I'm like, what the heck happened? And then finally realized what had happened. My sister lives in San Francisco, so my thoughts turned to her at that point. And it's not like um, you know I could pick up the phone and call her uh, as if I even remembered her number. Didn't have a cell phone at the time, those kind of things. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I remember that night very well. Yeah, something to say. Also in this date in 2012, Lance Armstrong loses a host of endorsements in the wake of all that his doping scandal, too. And I'm pretty sure the uh, Tour de France took away all of his uh, winnings in that regard. Birthdays on this date. And I know this is crazy, but i got to bring this up. It's a great trivia question for future use. In 1848, William Candy Cummings was born. You're going, who in the heck is William Candy Cummings? Guess what, folks? He threw the first curveball in Major League Baseball mm. back in the day. And he is the man uh, responsible for throwing uh, curveballs uh, initially in Major League Baseball. Born on this day in 1924, uh, Football Hall of Fame coach of the Chargers, born in Seattle, Washington, famed Air Coriel, Don Coriel, born on this date in 1924. Just passed away uh, not too long ago. That's, that is correct. Uh, anyway, also uh, born on this date in 1928, Major League player and coach of the Dodgers, NL Rookie of the Year back in 53, born in Nashville, Tennessee, Jim Gilliam, switch-hitting uh, Infielder for the Dodgers, played third base along. At one time, the Dodger infield had all switch hitters with uh, Wes Parker, uh, Jim LaFever, uh, Junior Gilliam, and uh, Maury Wills were all switch hitters uh, in their infield. So it uh, 
uh, gave Walter Alston a chance to, uh, didn't matter who was a lefty or righty pitching. Elsewhere, born on this date, professional golfer from South Africa, a winner of the U.S. Open, the British Open, the U.S. Open twice, too, and the British Open twice. Born in Johannesburg, South Africa, Ernie Els, born on this date. And uh, the quote of the day, or better, the thought of the day, uh, go back to that 1989 earthquake in the World Series that day. It turned sports announcers uh, Al Michaels, Jim Palmer, and Tim McCarver into news commentators for the television reporters. And I think Al Michaels was nominated for an Emmy for his work that evening in uh, San Francisco as the World Series was delayed for, for, I want to say, for a week maybe. Uh, maybe six, seven days it was delayed and before it was brought back. Of course, the A's went on to win the series in four games. And uh, still remember that. And Al Michaels, I remember doing the game, said, man, what, what's going on? Well, he's from San Francisco and, and lived in San Francisco. If, if he wasn't living there at the time, I don't know. But uh, San Francisco Bay Area native, and he knew what a her, uh, tremor was, uh, no doubt about it. Yeah, it's just uh, unbelievable. Those guys became uh, uh, announcers, news announcers, in, in lieu of uh, sports re- uh, television reporters uh, during that time. And and, uh, and and just from my own experience, uh, he may have been doing sports then, but at some point, uh, working his way up the ranks, he probably did some news uh, at some point or did some anchoring. At, don't worry about that right now. It'll be fine. But, um, again, uh, he probably had some experience along the way. I'm sure he did, but uh, as I mentioned, he was nominated for an Emmy for uh, that night, uh, that evening. Of course, it was an afternoon, early afternoon out there, or late afternoon out there, uh, around 5 o'clock. And, uh, right around I, rush hour when you don't need the Bay Area yeah, bridge. You know? That's right. And uh, it was just to seeing that uh, second deck uh, just oh, fall yeah. and crushing cars and killing people, uh, just unbelievable uh, watching all that live, you know, catching an earthquake live right on the air. So a uh, touching moment and uh, a lot of lives lost during that that time and uh, a tragic day in, uh, in baseball history. Anyway, uh, Jeff, uh, that's it in sports history today, October the 17th. All right. One uh, breaking headline, and not a shock here, but apparently the Tennessee Titans have reached a deal with Nashville to build a new dome stadium. And look out for uh, Nashville to become uh, quite a, a place for Big events, uh, big-time events. Nashville uh, continues to grow as an entertainment center. Anyway, that'll do it. Uh, Big thanks to our guests, Bob Rose, SI.com, as well as our uh, good friend Ryan Antoine, the head coach at Westgate High School. Thanks so much to our sponsors, Bayou Sports, brought to you by Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep district number 49, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Swing Insurance, and the Headache in Pain Center.